Welcome to episode number 153 of Take Him With You for January 8th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we are going to be interviewing our friend, musician Darren Montgomery, plus the iPhone couple, my daughter's video, and the iPad 3. Stick around. So do you like that music? Sure. (laughs) Great. Well, that's stuff I have on iTunes that people can download. It sounds like some more of your electronic... Stargazer stuff. Stargazer kind of stuff. Yeah. I see we have a special guest host this morning. We do. Um, She's rubbed on the microphone several times. and Right now she's ignoring the microphone. It's the cat, Hoshi. Yes, Hoshi came up as soon as I sat down here and got comfortable she climbed oh here she goes Jeez. she's purring on the microphone all right we'll be back right in a moment to uh, start the show stick around hi there rick moyer here to let you know about an exciting new project that i'm working on called stargazer 2 you heard stargazer 1 and enjoyed that and now some brand new singles are out on itunes cd baby rhapsody amazon Building on the relaxing type of stuff that I did in Stargazer 1, I'm using now the iPad, some different programs like GarageBand and uh, Moog, and also um, some really fun things in a program called Thumb Jam. So it's a lot of fun. I'm putting out some some really neat stuff that I think you'll really, really enjoy. And right now you can get the singles um, on iTunes called So Many Moons. That's what you're listening to now. You also can get Just Past Pluto sounds a little bit like this. I did a vocal project that I released on iTunes recently, just one single called Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. You probably heard it on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, but this is a revamped version with brand new instrumentation and some really cool vocals. And uh, here's a little sample of Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I want to be a robot Gunslinger cowboy like your Brenner. There you go, some brand new material out of the Moyer Multimedia LLC production studio. 99 cents a track on iTunes, CD Baby, 
Amazon and all the different outlets of uh, music and stuff like that. And, you know, hey, three bucks and you have some brand new Moyer music. Why not? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to my stuff. I really appreciate every single person that downloads and enjoys my music. Have a great day and God bless. It's cool that we live in such a time that uh, I can take music that I hear and put it together and then put it out to uh, iTunes and it goes all over the place. Cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so people can download that. It's not really expensive. It's like 99 cents a song. Yeah. And out of that, I see what, like 70, 69 cents or something like that? I especially love the songs that have our kitties on them. You only have one. Oh, Chloe's Dream off your... um M.W. Orbit M.W. Album. Orbit Album. Mm-hmm. Well, except for Hoshi wasn't on the, that one, but she just was on our podcast purring into the microphone. So Last week. Right in well, this, this week, week, too. too. <laughs> she just, like, I think any time yeah. that you're sitting in the seat over here by the, in the studio, she comes and finds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's kind of... Um, she's loud. She's possessive of me. Because sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll be sleeping soundly. And next thing I know, there's a cat on my chest licking my chin. Licking your chin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, she does that with that sandpaper tongue of hers. So how was the first week of January for you, dear? Um. Well. We made it. We We're made here. it through. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Yep. Um. Yeah, it was it was okay. I had I worked out of town a couple days and um how was how was the week for you? Uh, or should I ask? <laughs> I had a kind of a rough week, but that's, you know, that goes along with the territory of doing voiceovers and music and stuff like Being that. Being self-employed in a recession. Well, I mean, sometimes I do really well and other times I don't. So, yeah. It really depends on the week, I guess. Mhm. But uh, my little update on my elbows, they're starting to feel a little bit better. But oh, this morning they ached pretty bad. So, Well, they, they said it was six to eight week recovery. So before they'd be mended back together. And Nice. And you're about halfway through? Yeah, or so. Three and a half weeks? Yeah, or around so, there. Around there? Yeah. So it, it's slow and um, business has been slow. So it probably makes them hurt worse. <laughs> Because you have more time to well, think been, about them. I've been busy. Like to like today, um, uh, this week, I did not only did our podcast, and we did an interview with Darren that we're going to be playing here in a moment, but I also um, guest hosted the uh, Treks and Sci-Fi podcast over at treksandsci-fi.com, uh, Rico Dosti's program there. That uh, I did their 365th episode. And that took... Eight hours or so. Yeah, to do. it was crazy. So, well, you know why? Because I did a, re- a review of 2011. So you had to take clips out of a bunch of different shows, right? And I played a bunch of different parody songs that were made this last year. And it's a very entertaining show, but it did take longer than I expected. And, but I think it came out really good. So if you want to listen to that and you like science fiction and Star Trek and fantasy and different things like that in the entertainment mm-hmm. industry, well, check out the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. Over at treksandsci-fi.com, and it should be out today. You should be able to hear the 2011 year in review. 
and I would have co-hosted that with you. You weren't But I was out of town working. And, you know, the Treks and Sci-Fi has a special place in our heart because that was the first podcast that we ever co-hosted together. Yeah. Yeah. And that was about four years ago, I think. Mm, Yeah. More than that, I think. More than that? I don't know. I don't remember. So I'm not good at the... That the, got my start in the whole you know, podcasting w- thing. One thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, you getting your iPhone. Did I ever tell people that I got one? I, I don't know if I shared that on the I podcast. I think that you did, didn't you? Well, I, I but, can't remember. So tell the story because I I had a couple of our podcast listeners and, and friends help me get my iPhone um, By the way, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I'd wanted one for a long time. And so now when I work out of town, I can actually keep in touch. Um, Don't let her fool you. And yeah. Don't I, let her fool you. She just likes to play words with friends. Well, I like to play words with friends. I can read my Kindle on there if I yeah, don't have that, that out. I. It's it's just ha- it's very convenient for me and I really like it. So she has the iPhone 4s with Siri and everything. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We did use that. I think we used that to talk on the yeah, program. Yeah, and you and you were blessed because another one of the kids that used to be in our youth group. Well, she's married now, so she's probably technically not uh, a kid. I don't think she's married. Yes, yeah, she is. is she Saw married? her wedding pictures online. Oh, she's married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she had an iPhone. She didn't care for right her her husband has a droid and and so they traded me my droid and some money and yeah. i got an iphone because he knew how to use the droid and we were we were familiar with the iphone because we had had ipod touches and an ipad i and you had an i'm iPhone. an eye guy yeah and now i have a macbook which is kind of cool yeah you got, I got it from one of the, our listeners a good friend of ours yeah from, it was, all the way from florida it was um a second-hand well, one, Well, not but Florida, South Carolina. It was a second-hand one, but it was in pretty good shape. And then our son has one about, about the same age. And so, and he's upgraded it, put in new RAM and stuff. So he helped you put in more RAM and a new hard drive. But I haven't had a chance to really play with it yet because I've been busy doing other stuff. But I will. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to using GarageBand on it and all that jazz. So now we're an iFamily. And then now my son just got a new... Uh, phone, but it's not an iPhone. It's a Android. The probably the reason why, <coughs> Andrew, the reason why you got an an Android over the iPhone was that he's a construction worker. Yeah, he's a carpenter, and um, he, he breaks his phones if he doesn't. He wanted to get something in the rock, boulder, whatever family that is. Um, they're these indestructible phones. Well, they're you not can, indestructible, but they're close. They're, they're waterproof. Close. They're waterproof, and they have shock, like, resistance. shock resistant. And so they're pretty um, sturdy phones. And um, they came out with a a droid version of them that has a touch screen. So yeah. um, he could get on the internet. At, so now he's got angry know. birds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So It's always cool. He's ignoring and he can me browse, right now, And but. he can browse the web, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a cool phone, so I'm, I'm impressed. He got a gift certificate for the movies from his sister for Christmas, so he got to look up the movie listings on his phone today. Ah, yes. The ever-famous so. look up the old movie listings. Yeah. Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week, the other project that was going on at our house was my daughter 
Um, she she wrote the poem. Didn't she read the poem on the podcast? I think she did. Well, we put it in her Christmas letter, so I'm not I think sure. She read she, it on the air I, too. I thought she read the Christmas one. Oh, well, that could be it. I yeah. think she read the Christmas yeah. one. But if you go to moremultimedia.com forward slash Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. there's a link to this other poem that her teacher really liked, and she got an A plus on it. Yeah. Um, she had to do a, a, a multimedia presentation yeah. of that poem. And so mm-hmm. she took all the photos herself, and then we plugged her pictures into cool little program i had on my computer and she told me what she wanted and it spit out and now she has her first youtube video everybody yes her first multimedia youtube video and if you go to takehimwithyou.com and click on the link you'll go right to the video and you can watch it so I don't actually think i think i'll put it right in the in the thing in the show notes yep you could do that um we haven't heard what she got on on the video yet but i know she got an a on the original poem and um, she has some original artwork on there, too, that she took an art class last um, summer at Montesano High School. And she she drew a couple pictures of trees. And it worked out really well because the poem was about a bird in a tree, kind of. Well, it was kind of metaphorical or allegorical. It wasn't really supposed to be It's literal. metaphorical. It's allegorical. <laughs> <laughs> It was, yeah. So she was comparing her where she was in her life to being um, a bird in a tree and waiting for the day when she would soar. And it, it it's a cute poem. Cool. Yeah. So I think people would enjoy it. I do have to say that I did another project as well this last week, and I forgot about telling everybody about it. Okay. What was that? Well, there's this really cool um, show called Trekmate. And it's a, uh, a couple of guys from the United Kingdom uh, mm. over uh, on the other side of the pond. Sounds like it should be Australian. Anyway, they're Mate. clear over there in, in uh, England, somewhere okay. over there. And uh, they do this really cool podcast called the Trekmate Podcast. And they asked if I would do help them with the intros and some different segments for their podcast. Awesome. And so I did. Right down your alley. Well, yeah, you know, I had a great time. They they have all these different things that they do, and and uh, they just do a great job with their stuff. And so I I went ahead and uh, made some cool things for them. Do you want to hear any of them? Sure, dear. I, I haven't heard these yet. You haven't heard any of them? Mm-mm. Okay, well, just a minute. You talk for a second, and I will I'll well, find them. I was just, we were talking about treks and sci-fi, and I was just on Facebook <laughs> while you were talking. <laughs> What? And um, I saw Rick Dosty, who is the the host of Treks and Sci-Fi, um, posted a video of something, his backyard. I don't know. <laughs> so that was what I was talking about. I just thought that was funny. Well, it's, I don't know how this happens, but like the first five updates on my Facebook, I notice are your friends and and con- um, coincidentally or because of that, my friends from that are also on Treks and Sci-Fi. <laughs> Got Rick Dosty, Richard Pete, and Wayne Henderson right here. Um, what are you th- What are you babbling on about? I what? don't know. What are you you just to told me to talk, and what? so I'm talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, just. <laughs> 
I don't know what sh- where are you going with this? Oh, I just thought that was funny. We're talking about treks and sci-fi. It's a spaghetti thing. All right. Well, here is the intro I did for the Trek or not Trekmas, the Trekmate podcast. You want to hear it? Sure. Okay. Here you go. This is one I worked on for him, and uh, it's quite fun, and I think you'll enjoy it. Here we go. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. She is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. What do you think? I think that that was very geekily good. Geekily good? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they also do this really cool um, segment during their thing where they teach people the Klingon language. I know Aww. I'm really geeky. But yes. they wanted a thing to, to introduce Kapla. it. Yeah, they wanted a little segment to introduce it, and so this is what I wrote for them. I'm glad I said Kapla instead of the other Klingon. Human! What do you think? Oh, it was very good. You know, it, and sadly, I got bored at work. I ran out of podcasts to listen to, so I listened to one of the audiobooks that we had on there. And um, on where? On my iPod okay. or my iPhone. All right. <coughs> oh, and you. um, and num- somebody seven, um, from, you know, the Star Trek the original series when. There's Agent Seven. Gary Seven. Gary Seven. Uh-huh. Um, <coughs> was at Earth trying to save the Earth from destroying itself. Uh-huh. And um, he was interrogated and he was given this really overpowering truth serum. And he couldn't help but say what he needed to say. But <coughs> what they were asking him. But the way he got around it was he told them all their answers and cling on. Kapla. <coughs> Boy, you Okay. I just She's choking on Star Trek a over tickle here. On my throat. Tickle. And then, and of course, you know, doing all these Star Trek things, it's always fun. I also wrote a new opener for the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast for the 2012 um, in year, year in review. Would you want to hear that? I guess, but we probably should get onto our podcast. We will, but you know, it's always fun to show people what I've been working on. Here, okay. this is. Oh, by the way, Trekmate podcast. You can check it out on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You can also find them. On Podbean, just type in Google Trekmate Podcast. So would you like me to download that podcast so that I can learn Klingon and we could talk to each other in Klingon? That would be romantic, I guess. 
after biting and hurling heavy objects. <laughs> but you're supposed to quote love poetry. Welcome to the podcast Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. With Rinkum Dusty Love special guests. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise, Enterprise, Enterprise. It's continuing mission. Just make it so at the end. So, whose voice was that? It sounds like a girl's voice. It's a computer-generated voice I found on the internet. I made it talk for me. Oh, really? Huh? It almost sounds like the young voice of Jean-Luc Picard. Uh-huh. <coughs> with the one episode where oh, um, Guinan and don't. all those were young, and he said, Daddy, I want my daddy. No, dad. Father. My number dad. one dad. Number one dad. I'm sorry. But it's almost sort of like his voice. It was the episode Rascals of TNG. Rascals. Okay, we're too geeky now. All right. We are that way that was geeky. awesome, though. That was a lot of fun. So uh, anything else going on uh, going on this week? Uh, oh, by the way, you can check out Trex and Sci-Fi at treksandsci-fi.com. And in particular, this episode uh, is me this week uh, counting down. All episodes of last year, 2011. Wow. That's going to be probably a long one to listen to. It's an hour and 40 minutes, but you get a lot of music during it, too. So if if I work two hours on a particular house... You can listen to the whole thing. I can listen to the whole thing. The yes. whole thing and nothing but the whole thing. I won't have to change and listen to two or three you podcasts. You can listen to the whole thing. Hello, my name is Rick. You have reached support. Okay. So let's, what's going on? Let's skip on over that. Anything else going on? Um, or is that it? Or can we go into our interview with Karen? I think Karen? we can go into our interview. Just hoping everybody <coughs> else is having a good New Year so far and uh, making progress on their goals. And next week, we're, if everything goes well, we're going to have our friends Jamie and Brian on <laughs> from Arizona. And they can maybe help us with some of our goals. Uh, getting on track. Getting on track. Yeah, that's what we're going to call things. it. Because our yeah. friends are uh, triathlon runner athletes people Mm -hmm. yeah and And they're really cool yeah and you'll really like them hopefully Mm -hmm. if we get our interview in we'll have that next week if not the week after so without any further ado let me set up what we're going to do now our friend darren montgomery who is gosh i've been I've, i've known him for many many years now uh a couple of times played in some special meetings with him in the band and uh, got to know him a little bit then. And uh, then I started listening to some of his music that he was recording. He put out a great project called Peace that we're going to be playing some music from. And he's got a brand new project that he's almost finished with that'll be out as well soon. And I thought it would be fun to talk to him about, you know, we'd like to talk to people that are passionate about life and about what they are supposed to be doing in life. In particular, this this interview was with Darren, who is passionate about the music that he plays and the reason that he plays it. 
And so we got to sit down and talk with him. Very cool. So here you go. Here's the interview and some of his music. We'll be back at the end of the program to wrap things up. And enjoy. But we have with us in the studio, all the way from, uh, is it Forks? Yes. All the way from Forks, Washington, where Twilight is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just about as far northwest as you can get in in our country of the USA. That's true. But we have with us our friend Darren Montgomery. Hi, Darren. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Now, you are a friend of mine from a long way back. Uh, we knew each other. We played a little bit uh, together in a band um, for uh, a special church services that we were having, and that was kind of fun. And I got to know you a little bit, and then I started listening to some of the music that you were recording, and pretty soon I bought your album and I've been following you on Twitter and Facebook and enjoying all the different posts that you have. You, my friend, are a musician. Is that true? Yes, it is. And I, I want to thank you for being my one fan that's out there that's bought my CD. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, I always figure that uh, when you find somebody that you believe in and that you know has a gift, you should encourage them. And uh, my friend, you have an amazing gift, which many of our listeners are going to hear here in a moment. Hear, hear? You know what I mean. Uh, but there'll be a lot of people that will hear you for the first time and be um, just as amazed as I am with the talent that God has given you. So I'm pretty excited about that. So with that in mind, um, you are a married man. You have a baby on the way. Yes, yes, we're very excited about that. Um, we, our little girl is due in February. Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah, just just about a month now. So getting getting extremely excited and counting down the days. That's very, very cool. Well, we're very excited for you, and we've been praying for you, and we're expecting great things, and it's going to be fun to see your little family. It'll be cool. Absolutely. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Darren. What what makes you tick? Um, what do you? What is your focus in life? What is your goal in life? My focus in life is really to just show the love of Jesus to people through music. Um, that's that's really the thing that I feel like God has put on my heart to do more than anything. Um, of course, I, I love my family and I love um, my local church here and all of that. But really, my goal in my heart is to um, help people engage in worship and to help them come into a cleaner and a, not a cleaner, but a more clear relationship with Jesus through worship. Okay, now I. Since I do know you personally, and this isn't like a, a cold interview, that but I I know your life and 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 uh, I mean we're not super close buds because we don't live by each other. Otherwise, we probably would be. But mm-hmm. uh, you don't strike me as a very religious person. Now I know you're a believer. Um, so how does that work for you? I mean, as as far as you're not. I mean, you're not one of those guys that stands stands on the street corner and and screams obscenities at people and tells them they're all going to burn in hell. You you have a, a a more, I don't know, a more relationship style that you, that you do. And how? Why are you different than than a lot of people that you might see out there playing supposed gospel music? I think that um, there's a lot of you know you talk about people on the street corner who are yelling at people and who are <clears throat> excuse me who are um, trying to do probably what they think is right, um, but it's it's if if I if I want to explain something to you, if I want to show you, if I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who I really care about, when, when you and I met and you met my wife for the first time, 
we all sat down and had a meal together and we, we shared life together and we had a community together. And that's to me is much more important than, uh, yelling at people or trying to convert them, you know, with, with a, with a bullhorn on the side of the road. Right. Um, if I, if I sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with you and tell you about my best friend, Jesus, um, and, and introduce you to him and, and show you and tell you the great things that he's done for me and, and the way that he's changed my life, um, you're, you're going to be more interested in that because you and I have a personal relationship and you and I, you, you know me and you know what my life is like and you, um, see the changes that have happened in my life. Right. And I, it, I, in, again, in my opinion, it's, it's much more effective to be relational with people. It's much more effective to be, uh, one-on-one with people and, and to understand who they are and where they're at and to show that love through a personal connection. And, um, I'm not saying that it doesn't work to do it the other way, but for me, that's you know, that's how it goes. So, well, I cer- I certainly think there's a, a a case to be made for that the relationship situation being more effective than trying just to yak at somebody. You know, sure. Um, now that brings me to an interesting thing that I don't have on the interview list here, and that is your music seems to be a lot more organic and relational than it does just telling people about God or telling people about religion or anything like that uh, is that one of the reasons well i yeah absolutely my um the music that i write is is birthed out of my relationship with jesus it's not um it's it's worship music it's about my heart telling god how i feel it's about um me connecting with god and i i hope that other people can use it also to connect with god and connect with jesus um there's a I, I think it feels more organic and more, uh, I guess organic is a good word because it is. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too concerned with writing the next hit single. I'm not too concerned with, um, writing something that necessarily everyone's going to like. I hope people like it, but I'm more concerned with connecting with Jesus and with providing opportunities for people to connect with Jesus. Very cool. Yes, dear. So my question, you've, you've mentioned worship a bunch Mm-hmm. Um, several of our listeners probably have are going like, what do you mean by worship? Are, are you talking about this relationship you're talking about? As, and maybe how can you define that for someone who hasn't really been involved in church? Um, how would you define worship or worship music? For me, worship music is communicating my love and affection for God to him. I, I love my wife to death, and I tell her every day that I love her, and I, I try to show her every day that I love her, and I, I try to um, let her know all the time that I'm thinking about her, that I love her, that I want the best for her. And the same goes for our relationship with God, is um, when we worship him, we're letting him know that we love him, that we um, serve him, that we are interested in the things that he's doing in our lives. And it's when, when you have this close relationship, it's a, it, it, it goes both ways. You can worship him and he gives us blessing. He gives us peace. He gives us hope. He gives us joy. Um, he blesses our lives with um, good things. Uh, and it's because it's a personal relationship, I worship him and I worship the, the awe of who he is. Um, I hope that 
Yeah, so so in a way, just like if you were singing a love song to your wife, Mm -hmm. worship, I've heard described before, is like coming forward to kiss, that Mm -hmm. you're coming forward to say you love someone and you adore them and you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Well, you're so, basically saying, I love you to God. I love you to God. Yeah. That's, not, that's, exactly. that's a very cool thing. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, with that in mind, Darren, we're <laughs> going to play some music off of your um, CD called Peace. Now, you have a, uh, we'll talk about what you're working on uh, in the future here in a moment. Um, but with all this in mind, if, if we're going to introduce people to your music right now. Which song off the Peace album should we play right now? Uh, I would say Greater. Um, the song Greater is just about the greatness and the majesty of God. And um, it's, it's one of my favorite, I think, favorites. I think it's one of my wife's favorite songs. And so that, that makes me happy when she <laughs> actually likes what I do. So, <laughs> that is good. Um, I, yeah, that's, that, and that's one that I'm, I'm it, it's one that I wrote a long time ago with a, a friend of mine, Ben Thorne. And um, it's, I, yeah, I think that kind of gives the overall gist of, who I am and what I do. Excellent. Well, here you go, everybody. This is Darren Montgomery. I say Montgomery, but it's Montgomery. Sorry. I always do that. I don't know why. It's okay. It's, uh, you'll get the picture anyway. But this is his song called Greater. Everybody take a listen, and we'll be back right after this. You are greater, Lord, than the oceans with all of their might. You are greater, Lord, vast expanse of the sky You are greater Lord Oh, than words can testify You are greater Lord Oh, than anything else in this life All the
of your children bring praises unto go that's the song greater by darren montgomery darren thank you for uh, letting us share that with everybody absolutely glad glad we could get that out there all right now here comes the big question why do you love music so much because you you're not just somebody that goes out and does worship songs but i know you listen to music and you have listened to music and you love the guitar and and i know you're very musical not just with the guitar but you play other instruments as well why do you love it so much I think um, I think I first fell in love with music because it was a way that I could, as an awkward teenager, communicate what I wanted to say. Um, that you know, it's it's not always easy to uh, maybe tell a girl that you like her. And I, th- I think we all start out writing you know sappy pop love songs for girls, or you sure. know, I, I did anyway. Yes, um, yes, yes. My but, wife knows. Uh, I I I won her over by playing music in the practice rooms for her. Yeah, at the, the college. Piano. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. You can continue. It sounds like a good story. It is a good story. <laughs> okay. Except for when so, he tried to have me harmonize with him and found out I didn't sing very well. She sings oh, okay. just fine. Just, don't. <laughs> just not harmonies. <laughs> gotcha. Um, well, I, you know, it, it started out just as a way to, you know, I, I wouldn't say meet girls or anything like that, but just communicate kind of what I wanted to say. Um and it's, I, th- I think, you know, like I was saying, it's always kind of awkward to say the things you might have on your mind. But when you pick up a guitar and put it to music, it, it kind of sounds cool and it kind of sounds neat, you know. Um, so going from that into, I, I grew up in a in a church and the I always kind of admired the the band and the worship team and everything. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to play music. And um, so I, just over time, you know, picking up the bass guitar and the drums and everything, kind of getting to see how all of it fits together and, and being creative and being um, being able to, again, put out put out the thoughts that you have in your head and communicate them in an effective way that people understand and people can relate to is, is really why I love music. And it's just, it's fun, you know, getting to sit down and, and play guitar or play, um, you know, sit down in a band and play with a group of guys or on a worship team. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It brings... Um, it kind of brings light to life, you know, just makes things happier. So. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you first started playing guitar? I was 12 years old. 12 years old. And how did you get into it? Did just did you just were interested because of church or did someone give you a guitar to play or how did it happen? My sister actually, who's um, about a year and a half older than I am, she started playing guitar about two or three years before that. And I begged my parents uh, for, I think, the entire time that she played before me um, to get me a guitar and let me play and, and all of that. 
And they just said, no, you'll, you won't go anywhere with it. You'll never, you won't learn it. You won't do it. You know, and they're not discouraging me. They just knew that I was kind of a flighty little kid who didn't necessarily <laughs> fly up, you know, hit on anything. Right. So finally I, I wore them down and <clears throat> excuse me, they took me to a music store and picked out my first guitar and wow. taught myself three chords on the way home. And, um, was, you know, my sister showed me some things and just kind of went from there. That's cool. And so you, yeah. I bet you had uh, blisters on your fingers and calluses within a few weeks, huh? I, I did, absolutely. I, for, the first, for the first three years, I played for like five hours a day. I, was, I drove my parents nuts. Um, <laughs> and then, then it kind of tapered off to like down for an hour for the next few years. And then I remember one day I, I got home from, I think, I think by that time I was actually working somewhere. I got home from work and I was like crashed out, went to bed. So I didn't play my guitar all the day. And I was like, you know, I broke the cycle and I was like, this is, it doesn't feel quite right, but I'm too tired to feel like I'm playing anymore. <laughs> well, that's, that you're speaking from a true musician then, because uh, that's, that's how we all are when we, when we fall in love with uh, the concept of painting a canvas with music. It just, it, the picture just comes alive. And I don't know about you, but for me, I feel closer to whoever I'm singing about or singing to, I feel a connection. Yeah. And Absolutely. I don't know how to describe that other than what I just said. You know, I if you don't if you're if you're not a musician, you don't understand quite what I'm saying. But but I do know that music is a, is a universal language. It really cuts right to the heart and in most people. I mean, without music, the movies we watch wouldn't be what they are. The right. the any of the the visual things that you know they just wouldn't be the same without music. So absolutely, and I, I think the same can be true for just about any artistic medium. You know, if you, you look at a painter and he's passionate about what he's doing and he's, and he's um, you know, he has purpose and meaning behind what he's doing, it, it can be very similar to music, you know, and it does connect them mm-hmm. deeply with, the, with their audience and with the person that they're, is their inspiration for that. Very, very true. Okay, so you love music, you love God, and you get an opportunity, let's say, to get up in front of a crowd of people that you have no idea what their background is. And you're gonna, you only get ten minutes with them. You're gonna play a song, and you're gonna talk to them. What would you say, and what song would you play? Uh, I, I would probably play the hymn "How Great Thou Art." Uh, just the, the, the words in it are so, are so passionate and are so, um, just solid. There's, there's, that song. Every time I hear it, every time I play it, every time I uh, listen to it, it just, it gets me every single time and uh the the part that usually kind of you know chokes me up a little bit the um the line is um finding it real quick here that's okay um says says and when i think that that god his son not sparing sent him to die i scarce can take it in that on my on that cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin and it, every time I sing that line, that, that verse, um, I, I nearly lose it just because I, I think about the love that Jesus had, the love that God had to send Jesus to take away our sin and to, to reunite us with him, sacrificing his, his self, himself to, um, to show that love and to bring us back in, in close personal relationship with him, which is... All that, all that Christianity, you know, all that this is about is about a relationship with Jesus. Um, and I, I think that I would 
try to just elaborate on you know if when when it comes to the talking side of it, just elaborate on these words and they're they're so powerful as they are, but just try to help people understand what the song is trying to convey and, and the love of Christ and the love of um, of God to to sacrifice Himself for us so that we can have that personal relationship with Him. It's it's amazing to me how some of the old hymns that. Uh, some of us just take for granted, or you know, we hear them and say, "Ah, that's just religious music." How deep of a meaning they really have, and what a great mm-hmm. impact they could, they have if you actually listen with an open heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it changes and everything. There, there's so much. There's so much truth there, and there's so much. Um, I, I know that for a long time, I I would kind of discount hymns and think, "Well, that's just old music." You know, right. when you when you sit there and when you open your heart and you you listen to what these these songs are saying. It's it's life changing stuff. It's it's the things that connect you with Jesus. And, uh, that's very very that's cool. The goal. All right, so now um, I know we didn't practice this. I know we didn't. Would you do us a favor? <laughs> I know impromptu, and okay. and would you be willing to if we cut the interview a little bit short? Would you be willing to to sing that song and send it to me, and I can put it on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay, because I figure you're all practiced up and ready. Yeah, I, I just, just kind of, my guitar's out in the car, I'd have to go get it. So. Okay, well, I just, I didn't want to put a huge burden on you, but I thought that'd be really awesome if we could hear you uh, sing that song, and I think our listeners would really, really enjoy it. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of do it right here and say, um, here's Darren, he's going to sing um, How Great Thou Art for You, uh, right here exclusively on Take Him With You. So 
There you go, the impromptu version of How Great Thou Art from Darren Montgomery, who is an awesome musician, and you can find his music on CD Baby and iTunes and Amazon and other places, huh? Yes. Very cool. And his CD is called Peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's on iTunes, Amazon, Zune, for any of you people that use Zune. Um, And uh, yeah, CD Baby is a great place to get it as well. Very cool. All right, Amy? Okay, um, since this is a spiritual podcast, how did you begin your spiritual journey? Um, um, First of all, do you believe that people can have a personal relationship with um, Jesus? And if so, how did you begin to know him? Uh, My my personal relationship with Jesus kind of started when I was about three years old, and um, my parents had separated at that point, um, reconciled a little bit later on, but my mom moved my sister and I to Olympia, Washington from the Tri-Cities in Washington. Um, and we moved in right across the street from a church. Um, and my mother's aunt actually um, was praying for us in, in all of this transition and everything and told her that she needed to go to this certain church with this certain pastor. And it ends up that that's the church that we lived right across the street from. So my mom went and took us and and we started to attend that church. And um, the the first time I remember saying, um, you know, the sinner's prayer and asking Jesus into my heart, uh, I was about three. And, um, you know, that's kind of, your mom says to do something when you're three and you do it if you, you know, don't want to get disciplined. So... um, (laughs) 
So, you know, we, we did that. I remember my sister and I kind of knelt down on the couch and folded our hands and, and that whole thing. Um, and we went to the church and, and we started to develop relationships with people. And um, when I was probably about nine or ten, um, we, were, we were going to kids' camps. Um, all the you know, different churches in the area would get together and go out to a, a camp and all the kids would, would hang out and for about a week. And I remember God just um, kind of became real to me during those times. I, I could start to hear him talking to me, not like a little voice in my head, but just kind of Im- impressions of, of his love and, and of who he was and what he wanted to do in my life. Um, sometimes it was an audible voice. There were a few times when God has spoken to me with an audible voice. Um, but mostly it's, it's the, you start to learn what the voice of God sounds like and, and how he communicates with you. And it's, it's, it can be different for everybody. Um, so about nine or ten, really started to understand who God was and, and how, how much he loved me. And I, as, as growing up in church, as I was growing up in church, it just became more and more evident that, that he did love me and that he had a plan for my life and that um, he wanted the best things possible for me. Um, and that, that I needed to get rid of some of the things in my life that I held on to so that he could bless me with better things. Um, getting to know Jesus and getting to have a personal relationship with him, it's, it's just like, as I was talking before, you know, when I, when I wanted to date my wife, um, we got to know each other, we went to coffee, we went to dinner, we spent time with one another. Um, I got to know who she was and, and what makes her tick and what, um, what she's passionate about and what her plans and goals were. Uh, the same way Jesus... Um, wants to spend time with us. And that's, that's how we get to know him, through prayer, through reading the Bible, through um, being, being involved um, in, in your local church and being in fellowship with other believers. And the Bible says that iron sharpens iron, and, and we need to be around people who will encourage us and, and will spur us on to, to strong relationships with the Lord. And um, though, that's how I became a stronger Christian, is by spending time with people, by spending time with mentors by reading the word, by listening to worship music, um, and just by spending time in prayer and, and by talking to God and, and letting him talk to me and, and change things in my life that he wanted to change. Okay, you have been involved in church for quite some time then. Mm-hmm. And with the music that you play, I know that you've gone and done, uh, you've played music in different churches, a bunch of different kinds of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've seen all sorts of different styles and, and different types of churches here, at least in the Northwest, I know. Mm-hmm. So my question for you then would be, since you've been to these different modern churches, if, if you could change something about them, because I know a lot of our listeners don't go to church, and some of them for good reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hate to say that. but um, And then others just don't, you know, they, do, they just don't really know, well, what kind of church should I go to, that kind of thing. But if you could change something about the modern church that you, if, now that you've experienced it in, in different ways, what would it be? I think that I would encourage churches to get back to the basics and to leave the fluff and the legalism behind them. Um, we have a lot of things going on in churches that Jesus never taught. We have a lot of things going on in churches that kind of um, disqualify people or push them to the outside. And that's not what Jesus was about. Um, our, our churches need to 
again, just get back to basics. Basics. Um, I, I, was, I was at a church this weekend, and one of the things that he said was, Jesus plus anything ruins everything. Jesus oh. stands alone. You know, that's, that's what we need. Um, we, don't, we don't need to add stuff to Jesus to make him better. He is perfect the way he is. We don't need to sell and, him, do we? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's, yeah. it's the love of God that, that pulls people in. And when we start accepting people and start loving people and um, start opening our hearts and our lives to people, that's when God is able to break down walls. That's when God is able to um, open up lives and, and change lives. I've always, I, got, I, I've always found it very interesting how, how unfortunately, the, the bad apples get the press. But, you know, people that honestly live for God are very, very cool, and they're, they're awesome to get to know, and, and it's a great experience when you run into somebody like that. But unfortunately, a lot of us will see the ones that are, you know, like the— the Westboro Baptist Church that are picketing, you know, it's, it's like, are you kidding? You're not showing the love of God. You're showing right. the, the hate of people and, you know, the prejudice of people. But I, I love what you're saying. Get back to the basics. And Jesus was so much different than a lot of people think he think he is. He's mm-hmm. he's much cooler than a lot of people think he is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, th- Those are really good things. We We've often talked about that with my grandpa, a couple days before he went to be with Jesus, told Rick and I, keep your eyes on Jesus. What, he was 98? He was, was he? 98 years old. And and he, well, yeah, he told us, no, don't get off on this don't doctrine. Get <laughs> don't get off on that doctrine. Just, just keep, your, keep eyes your eyes on, on Jesus. Jesus. That was the best advice anyone ever gave and us. I, you know, I think that that advice helped Rick and I through a lot, a lot of, of stuff. A oh, lot of difficulties. We've been involved in some crazy things that have happened. And, and, uh, that alone, that advice right there was worth every every bit. You know, yeah. Yeah. someone could come along and blow up every building that calls itself a church on the face of planet Earth. And if, but if your faith is in Jesus Christ, you still have the church. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the church, still. the church isn't the building. Yeah. The church is the people. It is. Yeah. Um, it really is. And and you can you know you can have church. In your front room of your house, it's, yeah. it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. There's nothing necessarily sacred about the place. It's yeah. it's Jesus inside of us. Mm-hmm. We are the church. We're the body of Christ. That's very uh, very cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, I wasn't quite sure how to transition into this next question, but we'll just go. That's because I wrote this question. Rick wrote the you question. Know I wrote this question. Rick wrote this question totally because <laughs> he's Mister Music, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so, really, this is a question he would really like to know, but I do, too. So, okay. who were some of your musical influences growing up? Well, I we mostly listened to um, the oldies station growing up, the Seattle, Seattle Radio oldies station. So, like, 50s, 60s style music, um, mm-hmm. which I, I still love to death. You know, I, I, I'll listen to that for the rest of my life, probably. Just good, good old-fashioned rock and roll and and stuff like that. For as for Christian music, um, I actually wasn't really allowed to listen to anything except for Carmen. Um, for those of you who don't know who Carmen is, you should just Google him. And you will be amazed. Um, he's, I mean, he's he's a phenomenal musician and singer and songwriter, but he's you know he's not very hip anymore. 
<laughs> I hope, I hope, you, you I, Carmen, if, Carmen, if you're listening, I apologize. I loved you back then, and I still think you're great, but um, I haven't bought a CD in probably 15 years. So. so you weren't allowed to listen to Keith Green or any of those? Like, nothing. Nothing. Petra. No. I, my, the first Christian album that I ever got was Third Day's first album. Wow. And um, my... I, I was begging my mom for just some kind of music. And this is after I'd already like started playing guitar and, right. and all of that. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I begged her for an album. So we went down to the Christian bookstore, um, and she grilled the sales associate there, just like, "Is is this is this good Christian music? Is this you know?" She, I mean, and she's she's doing what a good mom should do. She's making sure, sure I'm not putting anything. Right. Inappropriate right. in my mind, except she let me listen to oldies since the time I was born. That's you know, yeah, that's 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 good wholesome rock and roll. That's right. So, that's right. So. Yeah. Um, so what, was she concerned about it being just too rocky, or I, I think she was just worried about the lyrics. And make, she wanted to make sure that it was solid because she, I mean, they were brand new. You know, no one had really ever heard of them. Uh-huh. Out, you know, this far up anyway. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was that was the first thing I I played that CD until everyone in my family was sick of it. <laughs> I love it. I still love it. It's a great album. Wow. Um, but yeah. that was, I mean, they were really my first Christian music influence, I'd say. That's pretty cool. I, I remember ordering the – okay, this shows how old I am. Ordering the first Striper record. Record, Ooh. not CD, record. Yeah. And yeah. they actually didn't put it out on the shelves of the Christian bookstore. They kept it behind the counter. Because uh, I special ordered it, they didn't want to put it out and get everybody upset with them for having it. But the lady, who was just a sweet, sweet lady, um, she just hated what it looked like and didn't like the sound. <laughs> but she ordered it for me, and I went and paid yes. for it and picked it up, and that started my journey in the in the Christian rock and roll era. But uh, that was so funny, though. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, That's Rick, awesome. Rick loved all the Christian heavy metal. I I was more. I was really big into like Keith Green and and music like that yeah, kind yeah. of. I, I love Keith Green now. I listen to yeah. him uh, quite a bit. The the No Compromise album. Yeah, it's just, my favorite. I, yeah, when I when I need to like get my life right with God again. Boy, though, you know, the talk about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put that on and be like, Jesus, I don't I don't want my life to go out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, he was he was definitely like a modern day prophet. You know, telling mm-hmm. people stop messing around, just. Mm-hmm. Get your life right with yeah, God. <laughs> okay, yeah, so so you've stuff. played a lot of music in a lot of different places, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have stories. We could probably talk forever. We should do another podcast, just talk about stories. Sure. I, know, I know I've got stories. You've got stories. If you're a musician, you have stories because mm-hmm. it's just part of your life. But there are sometimes, you know, like a baseball player can tell you what their favorite game was and maybe their favorite play of that of that game. Um, so can musicians tell you one of the most favorite times they've ever had as a musician. What are some of your favorite times when you do music? What's your favorite part about doing music? Uh, my, my favorite part about doing music is when, as a worship leader, is when the congregation, when the people there get involved and when you can hear them singing with you on the songs. Um, this last weekend I was at a church in Sammamish, and um, which is up by Seattle, for those of you who don't know, kind of east of Seattle and Bellevue and by Issaquah. Google it. It'll be fun to find out where Sammamish is. You um, should try to spell it. That's going to be the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I, I had to autocorrect that one a couple times. <laughs> uh, but this weekend we did, um, we actually did six um, older songs, six hymns like we were talking about before. 
and um, and the great thing, like you, you strum the first chord, you you sing the first word, and the people are with you right away. Um, there's there's been some places that I've gone where um, people don't really engage in worship. They're just a, they kind of see it as a spectator sport, right? You know, like we're just going to sit down and, and watch what you're doing and put on a show for us, like a concert, um, right? Exactly. And concerts are great. I love going to concerts, but when when we're there to worship Jesus, I you know I hope that people are engaging in what's going on. Um, but this weekend, both both services, it sounded like a choir was singing out there. I mean, it just just loud and happy, and and you know, at the end of some of the songs, they just started clapping and were were worshiping God with all of their heart, you know, with with everything that they had. And it was, um, it, for me, when people connect with Jesus in a way like that, that's the win. That's that's the thing that is the the greatest thing to see. That is so um, cool to hear because that, as as someone who has led worship myself, I I remember that very same thing. Uh, I remember we had an overnight prayer meeting one time, and we were playing that one song by uh, Delirious. Uh, Did you feel the mountains tremble? Mm-hmm. You know, hit that cool chord and everything. Yeah. And I'll never forget the first time we played that with a big crowd of people, and they all had heard it, and they all entered in, and they all began to sing it. It wasn't. It, it flipped away from being a concert and a performance t- into this this rush of. I don't know how to describe it. The feeling you get when everybody together is collectively giving their praise to God is like no other feeling. You, can, you can't mimic it. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's the best. It's, it's probably what heaven's going to be like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know? I think so. So it's really cool to hear somebody else say that because, you know, that's just cool. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. I, I remember one time... Um, we were, I was coming back from a conference with actually some people that you and I both know, and um, we stopped off in Astoria, Oregon, on the way back. And um, it was kind of kind of getting to be nighttime, and uh, we had two guitars. And everybody who was it was a worship conference that we went to, and um, everybody there was you know could sing and, and was into music and all of that. And we went out to the beach in Astoria, and there was a huge storm, like just just a couple miles out on the coast. Um, and we, we sat down, we built a fire and we all, we sat there for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe, maybe two hours. I, can, I don't really know. The time kind of gets away from you sometimes. Um, but we just sat around and worshiped and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a, we weren't in church. We weren't in, you know, an organized thing. It was just people coming together to worship God spontaneously. And, um, I, I think that's actually probably my favorite worship experience that I've had, um, there was at the end we all kind of got up and just kind of walked away from each other out kind of towards the water and and it was incredibly foggy and it just felt like the presence of God was in the fog and That's he was cool. just kind of all around us and all kind of just just he just surrounded us with his love and with his peace and you know there's this huge storm going off going on off in the distance but but where we were at it was just peaceful and it was just calm you know That's and very it's, cool I think that you know, the Bible says that God inhabits the, the praises of his people. And um, I, think, I, I think that God was just there with us as we were worshiping him. So. I love those moments in time. Yeah. And, and they're, they're really what fuels a person like you and me, um, you know, to have others experience that as well. So that's very, Absolutely. very, very cool. Okay, so let's, let's play another one of your songs. Let, pick another song off the Peace album 
and we'll play it right now. Which one do you want? My my favorite one to listen to is actually more. I I just I love that song when we were recording it in the studio. It just felt good the entire time, and uh, it's just a fun song. Okay, well here it is, right here on Taking With You. Yeah. 
that is the song more from Darren Montgomery. Darren, we love your music. It is so awesome. Where can people get your music at if they want some for themselves? Uh, well, it's it's available on iTunes. It's available on Zune and Amazon, and it's all it's all for download right now. Um, I, I have some CDs that I take with me, um, but I, I don't have any available online for physical copies. Um, and then, of course, CDBaby.com. You can always get it there. Um, so yeah, I think I think those are all the main the main ones that have it. There are a few other places online that carry it, um, but those are the main three: Amazon. Um, Amazon, iTunes, and Zoom, and CD Baby, Very cool. And now, spontaneously, yet once again, we're going to give away one of your CDs right now. I'm going to buy it, and I'll send it off to somebody. Um, you, you, you have some at your house I can buy? Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Okay. So for the listener that's listening right now, if you are the first one to email Rick at Take Him With You and write in the subject line, I want one of Darren's CDs, then the first one that emails me, I will give you one of his CDs. There you go, a contest. Awesome. Right there. I like that. That's do you have fantastic. a website too? Can people go to your website? I do. It is darrenmontgomerymusic.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-M-O-N-T-G-O-M-E-R-Y-M-U-S-I-C.com. Um, and that actually has links to all of the, the music there on the music page. Cool. And you can uh, listen to some of the new stuff that I'm working on, and that's all all up there. I, I had to pick the longest domain name I could find. Yeah, I was just so. going to say, wow, that's a nice big long one. But hey, at least people can remember it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, And I'll put it in our, in our notes to our show. So if you go to TakeHimWithYou.com and you click on, on this particular show, you'll see notes, and it'll have Darren's um, URL right there. So you can click on it, and you can go find his music and all that jazz. It'll be fun. So, Amy, ask him the zinger question. You ready? This is a fun one. If you could be on stage with any person or band, who would that be? Rick Moyer. Oh, God. <laughs> right. I was waiting for you to say Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moyer and Carmen. That, that, I mean, that would be... Together at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Preferably, yeah. There, I'll play my harmonica. Oh, okay. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I think he's got a couple since, songs. Since he can't, yes, I think he does. Since he currently can't play the guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can play the harmonica. Though. No, seriously, though, who who would be that, if you could, anybody, past or present? Oh, past or present. Yeah. I, oh. Okay, well, if, if, I'm doing, if I'm doing a worship set, uh-huh. I, I would love to lead worship with Paul Balash. Oh, um, he's he's one of my all-time favorite worship leaders, songwriters, um, hero of mine. I've, I've met him a few times. Um, just, just an amazing man of God. And, um, he doesn't know it, but he's been a role model to me for a long time. So very cool. You know, that's, that's interesting that you say him, because I remember going to, uh, the Christian musician summit. I don't know how many years ago now, and he Mm -hmm. was one of the main speakers at it. And I was shocked at, I'd, I'd been kind of feeling burned by the big the bigness of what Christianity had become, and there were a lot of stars, you know, in it, and and mm-hmm. it was kind of performance orientated. But when he got up to talk and play music, he was just very spontaneous with his worship and stuff, and I was blown away by the normalness of him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. He he wasn't presumptuous. He was he was humble and he was real. 
And I just sat there and went, now that's cool. I wish there was, I wish most of the worship leaders were like him. Yeah. That, I actually met him at a, uh, at a Starbucks in, uh, Kirkland, Washington, just randomly. I went in to get a cup of coffee, and he was sitting there with Matt Redman. Oh, my goodness. They were, they were having a conversation, and I totally, you know, put my nose in the middle of it. I was like, hey, you guys are awesome, you know, and they both stood up and shook my hand. And, you know, I'm a big dork. That's fine. Um, but uh, I was actually with another <clears throat> mutual friend of ours, and she totally freaked out. She's like, oh, my word, that's that's Paul Blosh and Matt Redman. And, you know, she, she almost pulled me, like, Pulled me into the other room because you know she was so surprised that they were there. Right. It's like, well, go say hi, you know. And so, oh my goodness. I, yeah, it was it was good times. But when I when I met both of them, they were both very humble. It's it's not about them. It's about worshiping Jesus. It's about their relationship with God. And I think that's and, one of the reasons that their music is so well accepted and people a lot of people really enjoy it. It's because mm-hmm. God has done that for them. It's not right. because of their promotion or their or even their talent. Even though it's wonderful, it's just. I think God really does put out put out his feelers for everybody to be able to hear certain people, and I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. If if I could be on stage with anybody who is not a Christian, uh-huh. um, it, it would I would have to just insert myself into the documentary "It Might Get Loud" and be on stage with Jack White, uh, Jimmy Page, and The Edge from U2. That, that would. <laughs> That would just blow my mind. I, like, I can't play guitar as good as any of those guys, but j- just to like sit there and be like, this is th- this wall of sound that is coming at you from every direction is beautiful. Okay, and, did, were you as moved as I was when you saw the? I'm sure you saw this, the video of you two when he brought the guy up out of the audience, and he got. I, to, I ha- have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, I think it was the Seattle concert. Where he was yeah. at, he brought a guy out of the audience, who and this guy you can knew watch how to it play. on YouTube. You can watch that's it on where YouTube. We watched it, and and yeah. and the guy plays. They didn't know he could play, and he plays. And I'm telling you what, I wept like a baby because it was so <laughs> cool. It was just, it was like, oh my goodness, he was just, it was just a spontaneous thing. But it, I guess that's the word for tonight, spontaneous. Yeah. But uh, it was, you have to go watch it on YouTube. Everybody who's I listening, will. go watch. Just uh, type in uh, Guy Plays Guitar with Bono or with The Edge or with U2 in Seattle or something like that. You'll find it. And then watch it and you'll just be sitting there going, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be that would be outstanding to be on stage with them. That was, <laughs> well, you yeah. know, that's one thing about you too. Um, Me and Rick. Yeah, well, us too. Well, no, oh. <laughs> about the van, you too. Is oh, oh. It, is it? You know, a lot of of what I like about worship music is that it's passionate. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're passionately telling your love for God. Well, you too. They their music's passionate. It you is. know, it might not all be what you consider Christian music, but some of it is kind of. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's definitely some influence there. There's, there's some, some spiritual influence. stuff. Kind of like it, yeah. Kansas. You know, Kansas had some songs that were had a Christian influence in them too. But I get so. what you're saying. They, they yeah. were they were very they're passionate about what they do. Well, I mean, any any good musician, one of the reasons that people love them so much is because they're passionate about their art, yeah. and so that's how it goes. Okay. Darren, you've been an awesome person to interview. We're so glad that you were on the show. Um, one last thing. How can we pray for you and Erica? Um, well, for, for Erica and I, we are, like we you know, were saying earlier, um, expecting our first child in about a month, wow. maybe a little more. 
And um, we're extremely excited about it. We're just trying to uh, figure out all the logistics of, you know, how, how does this work with work and how does this work with finances and all of that. So um, God has blessed us with amazing jobs and, and you know, we, we, um, we're very well taken care of and God, is, God has been so good to us with that. Um, at the same time, we're, we're seeing the, not seeing the future in the mystic sense, but like we're looking to the future and saying, um, okay, God, how do, you, how do you want us to work this out? You know, what, what do you want us to do? So we just need direction and clarity on, um, on where that goes and, and health for Erica and for um, the baby. Her name will be Heidi, which we're very excited about. And um, for, for me, I'm, I'm currently working on a new project, a new worship album. And um, I'm very close to finishing it. I'm just trying to put the finishing touches on it. Um, but I, I really, I, I'm trying to figure out how to best promote it without promoting myself. Uh-huh. Um, I, I want to promote, the, God has given me these songs. And God has put them on my heart to share with people. And God has also moved us to Forks. Yeah, um, that's a little bit is, off the beaten plane. Yeah, yeah. So... I, I want to be in the center of God's will when it comes to what he wants me to do with this album. I, I know that he wants me to put it out there, and, and I know that he's going to be the one that takes it where it needs to go. Um, but I also need help finishing it and, and time finishing it. Can so. you share with the public the name of it yet? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, The title is going to be Hurricanes and Paper Planes. And um, that that is actually just I came into my head about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and it, it never went away. Um, and so I have a couple songs on there that kind of pertain to that, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be good. I think people are going to enjoy it. Well, do me a favor, and when you finally get that released, mm-hmm. let me know what single I can play on on taking with you here, and we'll let everybody hear your new stuff as well. Excellent. I would appreciate that. That'd, That'd be, be very fantastic. cool. All right. Well, let let's pray. I'm, is it okay if Amy and I pray for you guys? Yes, absolutely. Okay, we're going to do it right here on the podcast. And those of you that are that are listening, you go ahead and, and agree with us, and uh, and then we'll close things up. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for Darren and Erica and their baby Heidi. God, I thank you that you have set them in forks. And even though they may not understand all of the reasons for that, you do. And you have blessed them, Lord, to be able to go and, and to minister to so many different people and to, to bless them as they play music and they interact and they, and they talk and they just share their lives. God, would you give them your direction and open the doors that you want for them that they might be able to serve you with everything that they are. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You are very welcome, Darren. It was great to have you on the program. And... Uh, uh, we look forward to hearing what, what God does with you in the future as well. Thank you guys so much. It's been fantastic. Where can I find peace apart from you? Where can I find peace apart from you?
that was a fun interview very much so i sure love his music he's got such a gift to play music that is um inspiring and encouraging and just really cool to connect with god i love it i'm looking forward to listening to this on my iphone also because um i like hearing that the hymn he did of how great yeah brand new i'm just impromptu right there Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome sounding just him and his guitar it's one of my favorite hymns. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. glad you liked it. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say before we end the program? Just see everybody or... See everybody? Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be see everybody, but I hope you guys listen next week, too, because we're going to of, have a great interview next yeah, and week. And we have too. all sorts of really cool things planned for the podcast this year, so stick around. 2012 is going to rock for taking with you and all those that listen, so it should be a lot of fun. By the way, we want to thank everybody who is continued supporters of Taken With You. We are very, very blessed. It's so nice. Uh, we have about, I think, what, four or five people that give uh, on a regular basis every month to Taken With You, and... Uh, we'll get a little thing on our PayPal that says, hey, you've got a, a payment or you've got a a, 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 donation. a donation or something like that. And that's just really a huge blessing to us. And if you feel led to help us out with the podcast, if it helps you at all, we sure could use the help. We actually use the money for uh, buying the domain and the web space and all that jazz for all the different things that we do in our business and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And we also buy milk and groceries and stuff like that with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps yes. so that you don't have to work as hard. and yeah. yeah. So thank you, everybody, for helping support Taken With You. If it, if it blesses you, 
please help us. And if if you can't donate financially, just please pray for us. It's this beginning of the year. Seems like last year was really difficult for us financially, and yeah, this year's and not, it is it's not again. very fun right now. Yeah. So, um, so if anyone would pray, just that um, jobs would come in or provision, yeah. um, opportunities would opportunities. open up. That would That'd be awesome. Be That'd be very cool. Thank you again for everybody that uh, that uh, sends in feedback. We love to hear from you. And you can always email us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or... Amy at takehimwithyou.com. You can visit us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. And you can also get us, of course, on our website, takehimwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Very nice. No cats purring this time. No cats. All right, everybody. Blessings. Blessings.